You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, Brian, enough with the uh, the dream of Odell Beckham Jr. Let's talk about the reality. The reality of fulfilling all your dreams by going to Boomer Jacks, especially on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. You know, we love telling you about our wonderful partner here at Love the Star, Boomer Jacks. And on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, they have wing lovers hooked up. Tuesdays are half-price bone-in wings. Wednesdays are half-price boneless wings. But they've got great deals the rest of the days as well. They have $3 drink specials, $15 buckets of beers. And that, that beer is the coldest beer you can find anywhere in the Metroplex. Wall-to-wall TVs, live music. Perfect atmosphere for, you know, happy hour, watching the game, taking your family somewhere. Boomer Jacks has everything that you need. There are 17 DFW locations. You can find yours by going to boomerjacks.com. That's boomerjacks.com. Now, Brian, we went a a little long on the Odell Beckham conversation, but I think it's the most interesting. And so I I wanted to to take it away. So I'm going to adjust a little bit. We're going to talk about right tackle here. And then hopefully we can work in the Jacks. You get an answer for me at right tackle? Uh, we'll see if, if we okay. don't work in the Jacksonville stuff, then uh, obviously we've got another episode coming for you guys this week. We'll, we'll tackle that a lot more, but let's start with the right tackle. See how long we go here. Uh, Terrence Steele obviously tore his ACL earlier this week. Devastating injury for the Cowboys. First, uh, just let's, let's give some props right there. Brian, I know you were somebody who, uh, has said that you, you had a lot of doubts about him and I know he, he struggled against Houston, but called him a liability. I but ultimately, him, I, came out I called and, him a liability coming out of training camp. Yes, and and ultimately came out and was a a a really good. I would say he he's been a a top ten type of starting right tackle. Which obviously, right tackle a little bit different in terms of the studs are usually the the best players are usually at left tackle. But for right tackle specific, I think Terrence Steele has a case for being a top ten right tackle in the NFL this season and a guy who's been really good as a run blocker. Uh, like an elite level run blocker at right tackle. Zach Martin has called him the best guy they've had on the offensive line this year, just being, you know, consistent and knowing yeah. what they've been able to get out of him. So just start there. Uh, just your thoughts on how Terrence Steele has evolved and, and the credit that's due him just for the work he's put in. 
thought it was going to be a real problem trying to replace Lyle Collins at right tackle. I love Lyle Collins, and it's not just an LSU thing. I, I, I really do. The problem is that Lyle Collins, there's things about him uh, off the field. There's reliability issues. There's, there's things that they just weren't very happy with. You know, they weren't very happy with how banged up he is, how hurt he is. Uh, availability, that's something they talked about. You know, I felt like that here was Steele. When you talk to people about Steele, first in, last out, works in the right weight room, studies hard, wants to learn, wants to get better, doesn't feel like he's arrived. You know, all these things that a coach absolutely loves. Joe Philbin did a great job with him. Yeah, you know, we should have known something. We should have known something last year when he had to make all those starts, you know, and, and did a super job. You know, we should have known that. And I saw things in camp. I didn't think he was powerful enough as a pass blocker. The run blocking stuff, I think, is one of his strengths for sure. But did I think it was this much of a strength? No. I, I mi- totally misevaluated the player. But I'll tell you what, though, he wasn't a liability. Again, there are things like last week in the game. I don't think him nor Tyler Smith were particularly great as yeah. pass blockers. I don't think they killed you in the game, but I don't think it was, you know, you got a great 65 plays. So, you know, doing that, you know, generally what's going to happen is Terrence Steele is going to grade as well on 62 of the 65 plays. And you just hope that the other three plays that he, they doesn't kill you. But, you know, like any other offensive lineman, he's going to have a minus or two. The problem was I thought he was going to have 10 minuses and he only has two. So, Credit to him. Credit to Joe Philbin for getting the job done there. Now the solution at right tackle, which in the immediate aftermath of the game, Jerry Jones had talked about Terrence Steele and and the the replacement there that they were looking at and said it sounded like a lot of Jason Peters, Josh Ball. That looked like the direction they were, were going to head in terms of trying to uh, address it. Didn't make it clear if that meant an, an in-game rotation or more a competition and they would settle on somebody moving forward. But now this this Terrence Steele injury seems to have complicated things a little bit. Uh, it, it sounds like, just from, from talking to people around the building, and I think from, from you talking to people as well, it sounds like we're heading towards Tyron Smith being part of this equation. That, you know, 11, 12 years into his career, Tyron Smith is going to make a position change back to where he played as a rookie. And it looks like we're heading towards Tyron Smith at right tackle uh, for the foreseeable future with Tyler Smith staying where he's at. Um, uh, before we dive into the right tackle aspect of it, I want to quickly just ask you about your thoughts about Tyler Smith. Is that, do you think that is a vote of confidence for it? That's our left tackle of the future. We're not going to mess with that. He's already spent too much time there. Yeah, I really like how the way you kind of describe things because I felt like that, man, I, I me personally, I was thinking – Tyron Smith at left tackle, transition him back in, and then put Tyler Smith at right tackle, working with Jason Peters in a way of a rotating and then kind of giving Tyler Smith a little bit of a break. You know, wasn't great against the Giants. I mentioned how he struggled a little bit last week. And so I thought, well, maybe this is the point where Tyler Smith just can kind of use a little bit of a rest, a little bit you know, taking some of the pressure off. But no, I mean, the way you described it, I think you're absolutely right, Bobby. 
I think, you know, that they're they're thinking Tyler Smith's the left tackle of the future. You know, you're starting to hear people talk about that that Tyron Smith, as he's coming back after the injury to Peters, uh, so not Peters, uh, to Steele, that Tyron Smith went to the team, went to Joe Philbin, and said, hey, listen, I'll be willing to play wherever you want to put me, knowing knowing that that you know Tyler Smith has busted his ass over there at left tackle to do the job. You talk about a vote of confidence. If a Hall of Fame left tackle is telling the front office and the coaches, hey, you need to keep that kid at left tackle and I'll play where I need to play. Man, you talk about now that's that's tremendous. So now we have to figure out what's the rotation at right tackle, you know, this week, if that's the case. Now, the way you've laid it out for me, and correct me if I'm wrong, you sound like Jason Peters, Tyron Smith, and then Ball with some type of a rotation over there. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's an interesting way of playing it. And I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if it was because I don't want 40-year-old Jason Peters having to play 70 plays is what I don't want. But But Jerry Jerry Jones and Mike McCarthy both this week did give a vote of confidence. They did give a vote of confidence. We need him to. We can. Okay, but you need to get Tyron Smith involved some way. Yes, yes. So now this might be a way of Tyron Smith for some plays, uh, Jason Peters for some few plays. And then if you need to use Josh Ball in the situation, maybe to clean something up, if the game's in good shape and you can move on, that kind of thing, well, that makes a whole hell of a lot of sense. So, man, I I like what you're saying. I think I think playing playing those three over there at some rotation might be the best absolute way of doing things. You were at, at least for right now. At least for right now. If that's what you're hearing, man, I I know people have talked about, you know, Tyron Smith and some of the uh, things that he said. And, uh, you know, I, I believe that they're, they're trying to figure that out. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. If uh, you you were working in the NFL in 1992, right? First year, 27 years old. So you may remember this because I, I know as a, as a young lad, one of my, uh, just a uh, quick sidebar, one of my, uh, the, the ways that I became really exposed to the NFL, Brian, was, uh, you know, I, I was a big football fan when I was a kid, but when I was seven years old, uh, we had a neighbor who worked at public storage who somebody had abandoned their unit, and in that unit was a trash bag full of VHS tapes of, like, basically the 1990 through 95 seasons, every game that the Cowboys played, and it had news reports on a lot of these VHS from the week. So you'd see a bunch of Dale Hansen and uh, Scott Murray and, and guys like that. And uh, so, so I got a really good, not just education of the, like those games and that, t- that era, but also you got the news reports on the side that filled in gaps that you wouldn't normally have unless you were living back then. 
And uh, I remember specifically a ton of chatter on uh, in 1992 about when John Elway went down and the Broncos were rotating every series, Sean Moore and Tommy Maddox at quarterback. Uh, and they did that against Dallas and I think the Chargers. Which is the crazier idea, Brian? You were in the league then. You may remember that 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 time when uh, Dan Reeves tried that wacky idea. Which is crazier? Rotating two quarterbacks every series or just saying, let's rotate three tackles and see which one comes out ahead? You know what's funny? I could go all the way back to the 70s <laughs> as a kid when Tom Landry shuffled Craig Morton and Roger Staubach in a game every other play. And there was a time, there was a time when Tom Landry used to send the plays in with an offensive guard. So now it was a guard switching out every play. Like he would call the play, he would send it in. Can you imagine like, (laughs) I mean, seriously. That's wild. Zach Martin like jogging on the field. You know, telling telling Dak what the play is, and then jogging off after the play, and another guy come in. You know, McGovern comes in. You know, and he's done. But that's there were times where where coaches would call the plays, but the quarterbacks kind of called the plays too. But Landry would shuttle offensive linemen. He shuttled quarterbacks that one game. It, I, they got beat. I think it was against the Bears. They got beat. But yeah, it was. Uh, it was a kind of a crazy time for for doing that, and yeah, you're right. Uh, I've I've never seen where three offensive tackles have ever played in a game unless something happened injury wise. That's do the you, only time. Yeah. Do you think this is a one week experiment? A one week? Let's see who you know what cream rises to the top. Let's see who stands out. Or do you think this is the plan for the foreseeable future? Like we're just going to rotate moving forward, keep guys fresh. This is how we we'll do things. Or are we eventually just going to say, okay, Tyron Smith played better or Jason Peters played yeah. better, but we're going to set them up at right tackle. If you get through this game and somehow, some way you get the victory, I mean, I, I'm, hey, you're favored in the game. I, I think it's going to be a really tough game. I know on Friday we'll give our predictions. But the when you look at this game, uh, you know, I think it's about ramping up Tyron Smith. And if – he can get to the point where they feel totally comfortable about him playing against Philadelphia at right tackle, then by all means, that's what you're going to see. And you're going to see Jason Peters then become the swing guy, whether it's left tackle or right tackle with Josh Ball being the guy that's probably predominantly going to play on the right side. So you might have Peters on the left side backing up Tyler Smith and then Josh Ball on the right side backing up Tyron Smith in in these games. You know, you mentioned earlier how big it is that a Hall of Famer would be moving over to right tackle. Um, we well, got two Hall of Famers playing that's the position. What I was about to say you had two Hall of Famers here that Tyler you got Smith three Hall of Fame off. linemen playing right now on this team, that, yeah. and that, that's that's a, a a big credit, obviously, to Tyler Smith. But the forgotten guy here a little bit. You didn't think I was going to mention uh, Biotish as the Hall of Famer? Right? I, I no, I, I thought that went without saying. We we knew we knew Biades was uh, you know the difference maker. <laughs> hey, hey, look, How he does is, that happen? Nah, I mean it's <laughs> a tough name. If you don't know the phonetic, it's a tough name to figure out. It's uh, not. It's it, not. I, B-I-A-D-A-S-Z. Without the phonetic, you would have guessed it's Biotish. I wouldn't have. I had man, no idea. The man is playing his ass off, and he's Biades. 
<laughs> Baidez. That's that's Jerry Jones's, and uh, I think Stephen is also called. Stephen's also on that too, yeah. Uh, but but the guy we maybe haven't talked about enough here is that amidst all this shuffling, part of this is also about seemingly you don't want to take Connor McGovern off the field. I don't, exactly right. Exactly. And so uh, there's yeah. right now. If Terrence Steele is a testament to Joe Philbin, you know, winning in spite of maybe or or, or or proving correct in spite of maybe what some thoughts were in the personnel department about the player, a guy who went undrafted, Connor McGovern, you might be able to say, is a victory for the personnel department over the doubts of the offensive line coach. Yeah, because that wasn't his guy. You no, know, and there not was, a, there was a, and if you talk to as you and I talk to a lot of people in the scouting department around, you know, and I know some guys have come and gone and whatever with the scouting department had some changes here recently, but you know, you look at, they were, they wanted, they, they had a second round grade. They had a top of the second round grade on Connor McGovern. I mean, they, they, Tristan Hill who went yeah, above it. High, and higher. Yeah. Higher than, and they went ahead and took the, the tackle over the guard there. And but that wasn't a Joe Philbin guy, and he he has really had to overcome not being the that offensive line stuff. If you're not the guy's guy, that's tough. Need a that's sponsor. Tough. See, that's how that yeah you need sponsors. That's how Terrence Steele, Terrence Steele got a sponsor from Joe Philbin because he was willing to do everything that Joe asked him to do. Uh, Lyle Collins, on the other hand, eh, not so much. You know, so yeah, it's uh. I think I think that you have to give Connor McGovern a lot of credit because I was having problems taking him off the field myself. And I think the Cowboys ultimately did too. Uh, you are listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.